Today is the longest day of the year, but we are now past the astronomical point of the year, known in the northern hemisphere as the winter solstice. There are now 182 days of increasing amounts of light, until the summer when the yo-yo parabolas back to where we are today. Between now and then, Charlottesville Community Engagement will be here to document some of what happens along the way. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. On today's program, City Councilor Heather Hill and Mayor Nakaya Walker say goodbye to public office. Governor-elect Glenn Youngkin appoints an entrepreneur as his Commerce Secretary. Charlottesville's public housing body has a public hearing on its annual plan, and bills to reduce some restrictions on firearms are filed in the General Assembly. In today's first Patreon-fueled shout-out. Algorithms know how to put songs and artists together based on genre or beats per minute, but only people can make connections that engage your mind and warm your heart. The music on WTJU 91.1 FM is chosen by dozens and dozens of volunteer hosts, music lovers like you who live right here in the Charlottesville area. Listener donations keep WTJU alive and thriving. In this era of algorithm-driven everything, go against the grain. Support Freeform Community Radio on WTJU. Consider a donation at wtju.net slash donate. The Virginia Department of Health reports the largest one-day total of new COVID-19 cases since early February, when the 2020 holiday surge was beginning to recede. That's 4,437 cases reported today, bringing the seven-day average to 3,575. The seven-day percent positivity is 9.6% today, continuing an upward trend. These numbers are also consistent with where Virginia was in the middle of September. 78 of those new cases are in the Blue Ridge Health District, where the percent positivity is 6.9% today. Every Friday, the Virginia Department of Health reports case rates by vaccination status. The latest report with data through December 11th shows that unvaccinated people developed COVID-19 at a rate 4.2 times that of fully vaccinated people and 2.2 times that of partially vaccinated people. Put another way, as of December 11th, 5.65 million Virginians were fully vaccinated, and 1.3% of that number have developed COVID-19. 0.163% died. As of this past Friday, 1.8 million Virginians have received a booster or third dose. Near the end of last night's city council meeting, council voted 4-0 to zero to hire the Robert Bob Group of Washington, D.C. to fulfill a contract to provide emergency management services. More details on that in a future newsletter. Mayor Nakaya Walker abstained from the vote. Governor-elect Glenn Youngkin has appointed an entrepreneur to serve as his Secretary of Commerce and Trade. Karen Merrick is the chief executive officer of the Virginia Ready Initiative, a workforce development initiative formed in the spring of 2020 that seeks to rapidly reskill Virginians for in-demand jobs. In a statement, Youngkin said he intends to preside over an administration that adds 400,000 jobs and launches 10,000 startups. To paraphrase his statement, he said that Merrick will play a pivotal role on the team that will jumpstart the economy. 
According to the statement, Merrick has over 25 years of experience in business. The Virginia Ready Initiative sought to train people using accelerated credential courses for in-demand skills in technology, healthcare, manufacturing, and skilled trades. Over 3,500 people have been through the process, and a third have jobs, according to the release. The Virginia General Assembly meets in less than three weeks, and a steady stream of bills continue to be pre-filed. Here are some of the latest. Incoming Delegate Tim Anderson filed several bills, one of which would allow security officers to perform other duties if so assigned. Anderson has also filed bills that would prohibit localities from charging registration fees for concealed handgun permits, reducing penalties for breaking concealed gun laws, and another would remove a prohibition from state law that prevents citizens from purchasing more than one handgun a month. Delegate Lee Ware of Powhatan filed a bill giving school boards the option of extending probationary periods for new teachers, and he also filed a bill that would allow electoral boards more leeway in responding to Freedom of Information Act requests in certain situations. For all of those details, do read the bills. There are links in the newsletter. The city's public housing agency held a public hearing last night on a federally mandated document. Kathleen Glenn Matthews is the Deputy Executive Director of the Charlottesville Redevelopment and Housing Authority. It's where our policies, programs, operations, and strategies um, are all put together in one place. Glenn Matthews said the annual plan is a prerequisite for receiving capital funding from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. We talk about what residents' concerns are. It's an opportunity for residents to get involved. We ask what individuals like and don't like about their communities, and it's a chance for us all to try to change and improve the rules. And um, most of all, it's an opportunity to set goals for the future. Glenn Matthews said the report explains how the CRHA is studying the possibility of issuing its own bonds to fund further redevelopment, as well as establishing a division in the agency that can manage various redevelopment and modernization projects. They can do so in part because of an infusion in direct investment from Charlottesville taxpayers. The city will be providing about $15 million to CRHA for redevelopment, rental assistance in the next five years which will help to leverage funds, federal and non-federal, to maximize outcomes for redevelopment activities. CRHA must submit the plan to HUD by January 15th. The Board of Commissioners will hold a work session on January 13th, a meeting which will include a new representative from City Council. The CRHA fiscal year runs from April 1st to March 31st. The only speaker at the public hearing was Shelby Marie Edwards, the executive director of the Public Housing Association of Residents. This year, a decision was made to end security patrols of public housing sites. We know that CRHA has adopted a camera policy and that they are being installed at some of the sites. However, our hope is that we can have future conversations about reestablishing an in-person security service, including but not limited to a door person over at Crescent Halls once the building is open. Glenn Matthews said she received no written comments about the plan. The Virginia Department of Environmental Quality has issued a drought watch advisory for portions of southern Virginia and the eastern shore. This is the first step in a process that could result in water restrictions being imposed by localities. Here's a section of the release that was sent out this morning. 
DEQ is notifying local governments, public waterworks, and individual water users in the affected areas to minimize non-essential water use, review or develop local water conservation and drought contingency plans, and take actions consistent with those plans. This advisory does not apply to the Charlottesville area. The determination was made by the Virginia Drought Monitoring Task Force on December 17th. Here's a line from the 36-page report. Significant portions of the Roanoke, Chowan, Middle James, Southeast Virginia, and Eastern Shore drought evaluation regions have received less than 50% of normal precipitation over the last 60 days. The task force next meets on January 6th. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and it's time now for a second Patreon-fueled shout-out. Winter is officially here as of today, and now is the time to think about keeping your family warm through the cold Virginia months. Make sure you are getting the most out of your home with help from your local energy nonprofit, LEAP. LEAP wants you and yours to keep comfortable all year round and offers free home weatherization to income and age qualifying residents. If you're age 60 or older or have an annual household income of less than $74,950, you may qualify for a free energy assessment and home energy improvements such as insulation and air sealing. Sign up today to lower your energy bills, increase comfort, and reduce energy waste at home. Another era of Charlottesville City Council has concluded with a long meeting last night with lots of votes and decisions. It may take a few newsletters to get through it all. Council met for nearly three hours in closed session before beginning the public session. They began by getting the public acknowledgement of the end of two terms. Vice Mayor Cena McGill introduced a resolution to honor outgoing Councilor Heather Hill and Mayor Nakaya Walker. She started with Mayor Walker. Mayor Walker, you ran on a platform of unmasking the illusion of being there for those who have not had a voice in many spaces. I would like to thank you for being that voice for many others. McGill lauded Walker for creating the Home for Hope program to assist people returning from incarceration. McGill also thanked Hill. Thank you for the time that you have spent in those last four years connecting people in our community for answering almost every email that has come through and for often keeping many of us on track when we start going sideways down sporadic paths and trying to figure out exactly where we're supposed to be or what we're supposed to be exactly doing in that time. Hill said she had mixed emotions about coming to the end of her term. She announced early in the year that she would not seek a second. The last four years have been uniquely challenging for Charlottesville. Um, this small city has carried a lot on its shoulders, and I believe these challenges have impacted the work that you know council and staff have been able to accomplish. Um, I acknowledge there's been missteps, and I've been a part of some of those and take ownership of that. Um, so all will weigh heavily on me. Um, and there's much more I was hoping that we could have made strides on before the end of this council's term and that I would have been that had the opportunity to be a part of. Hill lamented a collaboration between leaders and the community, but noted that this council increased funding for affordable housing projects. For her introductory remarks, Walker quoted from the late Bell Hooks. 
she says in this chapter, progressive visionary leaders have always known that any action which liberates and renews oppressed and exploited black people strengthens the nation as a whole. Not only do these actions provide a model for ending racism, they provide strategies for the overall healing of America. Walker continued quoting from Hooks, including a passage about how personal attacks on visionary leaders take away from the wisdom those individuals offer. Visionary leaders abound in our society. Many of them are women. Patriarchal thinking blocks recognition of the power of female wisdom in our words. In other comments, Walker recalled being asked to run for office by Holly Edwards, who was elected to one term in November 2007. She died in January 2017, and Walker decided to run after months of contemplation. It was, you know, a commitment to her work and her vision uh, for this community. Holly used to say, it wasn't a joke, she was very serious, but she used to say we would get t-shirts made with our percentage of the population on it um, because of her concern that we would no longer exist here. Walker said she almost quit last December after a death in her family and decided not to run earlier this year after police chief Rochelle Brackney was fired. I make no apologies for fighting for us to understand um, that there are people who suffer every day. Walker said she will continue to fight to dismantle what she calls systems of oppression. After the goodbyes were said, council still had another five and a half hours of business. First up, they reappointed Sherry Lewis to the Board of Architectural Review. And to that body, they also appointed Hunter Smith, Clayton Strange, and David Timmerman. Smith served briefly on the City Planning Commission in 2018 before resigning. More from City Council in a future newsletter, but not this one. And that's it for this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. There is still so much to get through from that city council meeting. There's still all sorts of stuff from December that I still need to get to. And I'm going to continue to work during the holiday. The frequency of these is going to drop a little bit, but I really do need to get through all of this stuff to have some understanding of what happened this year. It's not over yet, but the meetings are. And I get to continue on and relive those and bring them back to life for you uh, in this podcast podcast, which of course is how you get to hear all of these voices. I really just want to thank you guys so much for su for subscribing to this in however you got to this. And I really just want to reach out to you guys because I really would like you guys to let me know and drop me a line um, to basically answer some questions. First of all, um, what do you think was the biggest story of 2021? What do you look forward to in 2022? What are some things that you know now that you didn't know before listening to this program? You can just send me an email on those. Uh, I would love to get that. I think you can find my email address. And no pitches today. I'm not going to do any more pitches for the rest of the week. If you want to support this program, you can do that. I will, however, put a plug in for infoseville.com. I finally have spruced up the website there uh, to give a little bit more background on who I am what and what I'm doing. 
I'm hoping in 2022 to grow the audience even further. You might hear me uh, in some other places as well. And I very much just want to make sure that people understand why I'm doing this. I think you guys do if you listen to the end of these every time, which I don't know if there are any people who do that, but I certainly know that I do because I certainly have to produce it, which is what I'm going to do now. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Sean Tubbs, the host of this program, and I do hope to be here in 182 days. But before then, we got to get through the next several. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, stay warm, stay hydrated, and stay festive if you are. Stay however you want to. Uh, It's up to you. Thanks a lot. See you soon.